Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Point Podcast. My name is Austin, and I am glad to be here with you. Today, we're going to be studying Psalm 111, um, which is an incredible psalm, and so I'm really looking forward to this. It's just a great word. Um, And so today, the theme of today, and really of tomorrow, is going to be praise the Lord. And the reason I say that is because in Psalm 111, the very first word that we see, now technically in our English uh, language, it is is three words, but in the Hebrew language, when this is written, it simply decre- declares, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And so right off the bat, Psalm 111 is a praise and worship hymn. It, it is remembering who God is and why we praise him. And so I really encourage you guys to to read this on your own, reread it a couple times. There's so much in this psalm. It's just incredible. And so we begin, praise the Lord, hallelujah, because, and he says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. The, the psalmist brings to mind that when he worships, he, he worships with all that he is. Uh, worship to him is not something that just merely happens. It, it's not just a kind of a sideline object. Worship is something that encompasses his whole heart, his whole body, his whole soul. Everything that he is, he leads in worship. But he also says something that's really important. He says, in the company of the upright in the congregation. You see, to this psalmist, the worship of God is not just an individual action, but it's actually a call for corporate worship. God is worthy to be praised, and the best way that he is praised is when his people gather together and lift him up with one voice, his holy church, which is why that church and worship is so crucial to the Christian life. We grow when we worship together because we were all focused on one goal, to lift up the Lord. And so the psalmist reminds us that in the company of the upright, in the congregation, we want to praise the Lord. We want to raise a hallelujah as, as we often sing. And then he gives us a few reasons why, and he really lists over the next uh, nine verses why we praise the Lord. Why is it important that we worship? And the first one is in verse two. He says, great are the works of the Lord. Now, we could probably spend a good 30 minutes just talking about how great what God does is. How amazing what he accomplishes, the things that he does, how amazing those are. Uh, But really, the psalmist here brings back to memory with the word works here. He brings to mind creation. And he and he speaks of how great creation is. In Genesis 1 where God speaks and there is light. And God speaks and the earth is formed. And God speaks and land comes out of the dry water. God speaks and the sun just appears. And stars are thrown all over the galaxy. And the most beautiful things that we can imagine, God speaks and they're there. And so the psalmist is reminding us, we praise God because of what he has done, because great are his works. He says, studied by all those who delight in them. The psalmist here reminds us a really good point, really important that I don't want you to miss. 
The only way that we really know how great God's works are is we have to study them. Just like just like us, the, the psalmist here would have would have turned to a scroll, maybe turned to a scroll of Joshua, and read how Joshua and the Israelites walked around Jericho for for day after day after day, and then gets to the point where the walls fall down and, and is reminded that God is great and what he does is great. And and so he he leads us in this psalm. He says, We must delight in the works of the Lord by studying them. This is why studying your Bible is so crucial. We we don't know what God has done and we don't know who God is apart from what he declares to us in his word. So study it, learn it, love it. And and he continues on in verse three, full of splendor and majesty. Two incredible adjectives are his work. Full of splendor and majesty is his work. The things that he does are full of splendor and they are majestic. Just incredible works. Um, And his righteousness endures forever. God's righteousness endures forever. Verse 4, he has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. Again, the way that we remember the works of God is through his word. He has caused his word to be written down in a language that we can read and understand, and he has allowed us to be able to grow in his word. And because of that, he is gracious and merciful. He has given us the opportunity to know him. He is gracious and merciful. Verse 5, he provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. Here we see the compassion of God. God is worthy to be praised because he is compassionate. He gives food to those who fear him, for those who follow him, for those who worship him. He provides the most basic need of life. He, fe- he feeds them. He, he gives them the most basic need because he is gracious and merciful. He says he remembers his covenant forever. Um, he, we remember in the Old Testament as a covenant people, they, they, were drawn, they were called by God to be his people. And, and God made them promises. He made a covenant with them. God holds on to his covenant even when the people do not. God remembers his covenant forever. He does not go back on his word. He does not break his promises. And therefore, he is worthy to be Praised. Verse 6, he has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. Again, talking about what God has done and why he's worthy to be praised. We're reminded of the Old Testament. We're reminded of how the Israelites were called from a man named Abram. Out of nowhere, Abram bursts into the scene as God calls him and his family, tells him to leave his family, leave his land, go into a foreign land have a family grow, then they're sold into slavery into Egypt, they're brought out after 400 years, they're led through a desert for 40 years because of their disobedience, they finally entered into the promised land some 460 years after the promise was, after they were even in Egypt, uh, way after the promise was made, and, and God uses them to deliver this land and, and to draw into this Land and they give them the inheritance of the nations. This promise that that all people would be God's people through Abraham is coming to fruition. It comes to fruition. You and me um, as now Christians cover the globe in all nationalities and all races and all languages. God's people 
have the inheritance of the nation, but he continues on. The works of his hands are faithful and just. So again, just describing God's works. They're faithful and just. He he does not do wrong in what he does. There, there is no injustice in him. Uh, there is no unfaithfulness in him. He is trustworthy and true in all that he does. All of his precepts, all of his laws are trustworthy. And so for that, he is worthy to be praised. Verse 8, they are established forever and ever. Again, speaking about his precepts, his laws, they are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. So again, speaking of the law that, that God has designed, it is not wrong. It is right. It is just. It is true. And because of that, it is worthy to be practiced forever because in that we are righteous and we give God glory through our lives, through our obedience to him. And then in verse 9, I love verse 9 because it just continues to go down. And then verse 9, we get this incredible line. He says, he sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. Because he goes through in the works of God and the deeds of God and and the righteousness of God and his law of God. But the one reason above all that he is worthy to be praised is verse 9. Because he has has sent redemption to his people. Here, even in Psalm 111, we're reminded and we look forward and look back for our perspective of the cross. Where God himself sent his son to die for us so that he would pay the penalty that we had to pay. And in that, we can have life with God. God sent redemption to his people, you and I, to the people of Israel. God has sent his redemption and he has commanded his covenant forever. You and I are now part of a covenant relationship with God through the blood of Jesus Christ because we have been redeemed. And so because of that, holy and awesome is his name. He is worthy to be praised. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then finally in verse 10, he says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Here we're we're reminded of wisdom and the power of wisdom. Wisdom comes from God and and fearing the Lord and and honor and respect of the Lord. And the best way that we can grow in wisdom is by following the prior verses to this. When we remember who God is, how great and mighty and awesome he is, and how he has done amazing things time and time again. We're reminded that God is God and we are not. And in that is found wisdom. And so guys, I encourage you today and I I hope you have a great rest of the day. Remember to read uh, your word outside of this, read the Bible outside of this and hope you have a great day and we'll see you again soon.